This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Young! I only play the slots because you know what they say, scared money, don't make money, and I got scared money. Rodgers to the end zone, caught for the touchdown, James Jones. John Gruden has not coached since 2008, so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Cali swag. What's good, Raider Nation? This is Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our friends at betonline.ag. I'm Fallon Smith. James Jones is going to join me in just a bit, along with special guest Raiders running back Jalen Richard. You want to stick around for that? Jalen is the best. But before we get to them, we do have a little news to discuss. So General Manager Mike Mayock held a pre-draft press conference on Tuesday, by the way, It is Wednesday, April 15th. I am recording this Wednesday afternoon, so hopefully it's up Wednesday night. But again, Mike Mayock spoke to the media on Tuesday, and I wanted to highlight some of the important nuggets that came out of that presser. So the first thing that stands out was the first thing that he actually mentioned. So Mike Mayock and his wife um, are donating $1,000 per draft pick made to Nevada's Delivering with Dignity program. They provide fresh, high-quality meals to the doorsteps to those who have been affected by COVID-19. So that's awesome. Another thing that he mentioned was that the team will start their virtual off-season program on April 27th. So this will be a classroom style of learning via Zoom, which is going to be huge for the rookies and the free agents, you know, uh, when it comes to learning the playbook, because there's going to be no in-person activities until probably training camp. And who knows, that's still up in the air right now. So at least, you know, the new guys will get acclimated to, to the playbook. So... That, again, is starting April 27th. And another thing he mentioned was the virtual draft. I mean, despite the unprecedented virtual draft this year, Mike Mayock said the Raiders are 100% ready to go. And, in fact, Mayock believes he has a leg up on the competition considering, you know, he was an NFL Network analyst, draft analyst for 20 years, um, and all he did was evaluate talent virtually, basically. <laughs> so while teams are, you know, freaking out, not having verified medicals or 40 times, height times, wait times, etc., 
Um, he said, you know, the Raiders are embracing the challenge and they're trusting who they are as evaluators. He lives for this kind of stuff. Uh, he did say, however, his living room is not looking not looking really high tech. It's actually looking low tech. <laughs> low tech is the word that he used. He has five huge whiteboards, apparently, and a thousand. Maybe that's just over exaggerating. But he said about a thousand magnets with names on them. And they're just all over the place. Uh, as far as the draft process goes, though, he said his staff has spent, you know, a lot of time utilizing Zoom. With college prospects, you know, spending up to an hour with each player, getting to know them that way. So he thinks they've done their due diligence. And even though, you know, he does feel like he does have a leg up on the competition, it's really an even playing field right now. And as of now, you guys all know the Raiders have seven draft picks, two in the first round, three in the third, one in the fourth, and one in the fifth. Now, Mayock said last year, that he likes picks 20 to 60, right? Well, he doesn't have any picks in that range this year, okay? So I'm kind of thinking, you know, maybe the Raiders may trade back into the second with one of their first-round picks, maybe trade up uh, out of the third, you know, uh, and get into the second round. I don't even think that's necessary, to be completely honest with you. Um, Trading back, yes, but trading up, no. Here's why. I mean, Mayock will make his money in that third round. Okay, with picks 80, 81, and 91. He even said yesterday, three picks in the third is like stealing. He said, if we're doing our jobs the right way, hopefully that's three more starters. And remember, last year, they didn't have a third round pick, and they hit home runs in the fourth with Max Crosby and Foster Moreau. Now, Isaiah Simmons, also a fourth rounder last year, they're high on him, so hopefully he can stay healthy this year. And then remember... They got a steal in the fifth round with Hunter Renfro. So those are three guys, fourth rounders and fifth rounders, you know, who made huge impacts on the Raiders roster last year and are expected, obviously, to to make a huge jump and a huge impact on the squad this year. So I'm excited to see what the Raiders do in the third round, that's for sure. Well, it's no secret. Everybody knows the Raiders need a number one receiver, okay? And they're hoping to find him in this draft. Mayock said, quote, we need to get better at wideout. We understand that. We really like adding Nelson Aguilar, but we still need to get better at wideout. And then he went on to say, I think you got to let it come to you a little bit. And whether it's in the first round, second round, third round, fifth round, I'm hoping we can find a wideout that fits what the Raiders need and fits our culture. Okay. And then he also said how the Raiders can find a wide receiver one in the third round. And yes, you could find great value for a wide receiver in the third round. But if the Raiders do draft a wideout in the third round, it better be their second wide receiver drafted. Because Lord have mercy, if they don't go after a freaking wide receiver in the first round, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, you know what you got in those players. Those are impact players right away. You know what you need. You got to go based on need, in my opinion. And you need a number one receiver. And at 12, give me a C.D. Lamb or give me a Jerry Judy. One of those dudes. Okay? Appreciate you. Another topic that was brought up was, of course, the quarterback situation. And specifically Marcus Mariota. Mayock was asked why Mariota is a good fit. 
And, you know, he said all he has to do is check public records to see, you know, what we thought about him coming out of the draft. You had Gruden's quarterback camp on TV that he was a part of. um, And he said, you know, I had him as my top quarterback in that draft back in 2015. We believed in him then and we believe in him now is what Mayock said. He said what Mariota has to do is, quote, he's got to get healthy. We got to rebuild him a little bit to get his confidence back, build him up from the ground up. He wants to support Derek and he wants to become the best version of Marcus Mariota that he can become. And that's the way we look at it. Let's see who the best Marcus Mariota is. And in the meantime, we love what we have with Derek Carr. So we are real happy with our quarterback room. Okay. What I kind of took from that is... If Mariota can become the player that the Raiders think he can become, and if Derek Carr doesn't take a step forward this year, then insert Mariota, bye-bye Derek Carr. I think that's fair, but my money is still on D.C. In my opinion, there is no way. If D.C. stays healthy, and obviously the offensive line stays healthy, and they give him a number one receiver with all the pieces already around him with the running game, with the tight ends, and then, you know, you already plugged holes on defense. There's no reason Derek Carr can't win this team 10 games. There's no reason. Anyhow, moving on. So some other quick notes. Mayock says that Demarius Randall will play free safety for the Raiders, but the team does like his versatility, and if the Raiders do need him to drop down and cover the slot and cover man-to-man, he's more than capable of doing so. <laughs> but initially, he's going to start at free safety. Mayock also gave an update on tight end Foster Moreau. He said that he's ahead of schedule, recovering from his torn ACL injury, and he's hoping to be ready for training camp. Now, if he's not, Mayock is all good with that because Jason Wynn will be there ready to help. And speaking of Wynn, Mayock was asked about the signing because <laughs> obviously it scratched some people's heads. And Mayock said, quote, if there's a Mount Rushmore of NFL tight ends, he's on it. I know he's 37 years old and I know we have a pretty good tight end room. But when you talk about bringing in a guy like him, not only can he still play, you know, he had over 60 catches last year, but he can block and is still a competitive football player. And on top of that, he brings this wealth of knowledge about how to be a professional. He also went on to call him a quintessential culture guy. Um, He said, you know, we plug him in our locker room and we have one more veteran that can look around the room and tell people what to do and what not to do. Basically, they thought it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. And it's funny because James is the one who's like, this is a culture guy. This is a guy who is going to be an extension of the head coach. Whatever message the head coach wants his team to hear, it's going to be filtered through a Jason Wynn, (laughs) you know? So, I don't know. I'm, I'm on board now. I'm on board with that. Also, Mike Mayock was pretty pumped when talking about his free agent acquisitions on defense. Um, specifically, you know, getting guys like Carl Nassib, Corey Littleton, Nick Kukowski, and Malik Collins. He said, you know, we just added four potential starters to our front seven, and they're all about 26 years old. So, And some of you may have been scratching your guys' head with the Carl Nassib signing, you know, because he was given $17 guaranteed over two years. But Mayock said Nassib plays like Farrell and Crosby, and he's 6'6", 275 pounds, and he's pretty pumped because he said, 
We're going to get off the bus with three long, powerful, tough defensive ends. He's going to fit right in. So, hey, if Mayock is pumped, you guys all should be pumped. And you know what I'm pumped about? I am pumped about our special guest. But before we get to him, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I will be joined by James Jones and we'll bring in Raiders running back Jalen Richard. Wire listeners, with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there is nothing to bet on, right? Well, guess what? You're wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker to blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Are you missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor also, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. It's all open 24 hours a day and all online. All you have to do is go to betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE and join today to receive your welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Bringing my guy James Jones. What's good, JJ? What's going down, man? What's happening? Well, I did a little intro segment without you discussing Mike Mayock's pre-draft presser. I know your time is limited, so I wanted to get you in on the Jalen Richard interview. Are you pumped up to talk to Jalen, a.k.a. Rocket Rich? I am pumped to talk to him, and I'm glad you do understand that my time is limited. So (laughs) we got two positives right here going on. (laughs) All right, all right. Let's do it. Let's get to Jalen. Now joining Keeping It 300 is one of my favorite players that I covered while I was with NBC Sports Bay Area. Always kind, always willing to do an interview after a game. Raiders running back Jalen Richard. How's it going, Jalen? Yeah, everything's going good. How y'all doing? Good. It's been forever. I haven't seen you in a couple years. I know. It's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. You've been you've been hiding from us. You left us for the Bay and, you know, moved on to better things, but... It's all right. You know what? I don't know if it's better thing. You still, my, you still one of my faves. <laughs> yes, thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. No, uh, I actually moved to Missouri because my husband coaches at Mizzou. So yeah, the, yeah. the struggle is real. I had to, you know, give up my career for my my hubby, but it's all good. <laughs> oh, that's the love. That's real love. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now I'm 33 <laughs> weeks pregnant, uh, about to have a little mm. one on the way, and I know you just had another daughter. So congratulations. Yes, I did. I did. I had another daughter. So that's. Two girls. So Jet was my first Ooh. daughter, and Carter, and Carter is my second daughter. <laughs> James is over there, was going ooh because he has two boys. He he doesn't know what it's like to have two girls. <laughs> man, I'm I'm yeah, saying yeah. Man, both. I'm saying ooh to both of y'all, man, because you know y'all are still in the diaper stage. He's got to change diapers, got to pack car seats and all that type of stuff. You know, I just wake yeah, up. Yeah, I'm still a boy. Yeah. Meet me in the <laughs> meet me in the car in five minutes. Put your clothes on. <laughs> Yeah, clothes <laughs> on and come on, man. <laughs> yeah, he's already past that. I'm jealous. I'm not even going to lie. But um, we also, yeah. congratulations are also in order because back in February, the Raiders signed you to a contract extension. Very, very well deserved because I remember covering you your rookie season in 2016, undrafted free agent out of Southern Miss. 
just trying to make the roster and you became a huge part of that 2016 Raiders playoff team and have been an integral part, you know, to this offense since then, since your rookie season. So can you describe, you know, what it meant to you to get that contract extension, knowing how far you've come since your rookie season? Uh, yeah, it just, it, it was a, it was a blessing, you know, hard work. Um, I knew it was going to be a while um, just because the way I came in undrafted uh, you got the little three-year rookie contract deal, then they can still tend to you. So um, I just worried about football the whole time and just playing and understood that, you know, eventually um, my time would come. And I, I didn't really stress about the money or re-signing. I just, you know, just put my head down and just focus on ball. Um, so I was really excited when they re-signed me. Um, I understand it's a revolving door. So, um, I mean, right now on the team, of, uh, I think it's only maybe like four of us left from that 2016 team. So <laughs> yeah. the, the team, yeah, the team has changed over the years so many times. And I'm just blessed that the organization still sees me as uh, uh, being an a intricate part of the, of the organization. And now I'm going to be able to say that, you know, I could be a Raider for six years and, and maybe more if I resign some more, but um, not a lot of guys can say they played on one team for that long. So, um, I'm 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 definitely blessed and thankful for the opportunity the Raiders had gave me. You know, you've been a you've been a part of a lot of turnaround over there. I know the Raider Nation is excited about Las Vegas Raiders going there and the roster you guys have. What's the potential of this football team? Since you've been there since sixteen and you've been through the ups and downs, what do you how good do you think this football team could be? Uh, I think I think the sky's the limit for us. Um, we got everything. Y'all obviously saw what we did last year in the draft. I mean, our rookie class was probably the most impactful in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a great job in the draft, and those guys came in, and they were ready to play. Um, I, I expect nothing less from um, Mayock and Gruden this, this draft as well, getting us some more guys that can play. Uh, and continuing to focus and just build upon our, our, our camaraderie in this team. I, I would tell people, like, last year, uh, the team coming off this year, that's the closest team I've been on since I've been a Raider. Like, we so close, like, mm-hmm. you know, talk mess with each other, pull up on each other, hang out a, a lot more with each other. Um, and I think that was a lot to our success during the season. And I think we just, as long as we keep that going, um, obviously we do the things we need to do in the strength program and, and conditioning to make sure everyone stays healthy. Um, Cause you know, football has a hundred percent injury rate, but <laughs> um, we stay we stay healthy, man, and um, Gruden still keep you know keeps drawing up these plays, and um, uh, and we keep protecting DC. I think I think we can win the Super Bowl. Well, you kind of talked about the offseason program and staying in shape, the strength and conditioning program. You're supposed to be getting ready right now for the offseason program, but now that's about to get completely wiped out. Yeah. So what has this experience kind of been like for you, and how are you staying in shape? You know, how do you see this offseason going, um, entering training camp, which also maybe push back you have we have no idea yeah i just kind of just related back to like me growing back up in louisiana like i ain't really have too much to do uh too much to get into just really just train and figure out a way to work out with what i had and i'm blessed in a situation now where i got more than i had then so to me uh i'm just taking in the time that I get to spend more with the family instead of being, you know, at OTA. It's kind of bittersweet. You know, you want to go around and be your teammates, but, you know, usually around this time, we, 
we get work in and some guys have houses different places and you just go to OTAs but your family is in a whole nother state and uh you're trying to do the back and forth thing every weekend and I'm just I'm just happy to be home spend time with my wife my kids and um again like I said I'm blessed now to be able to just build stuff around me uh to help with this offseason so like I'm turning the garage into a gym um I'm, I've been ordering up a lot of like rehabilitation rehabilitative um, instruments that we use like massage guns and different things like that just to uh you know make my uh space around the house uh better for work for me and so i can continue to build upon my body and be ready uh when the time comes so uh it's been a little tricky um obviously because at the same time too you want to get out the house because i was always the kid that you know your parents locked you out of the house and you it was like go play and you had to be back by five so <laughs> so it's, it's a little tricky because i'm not a homebody i kind of just find myself pacing around the house sometimes in circles but uh <laughs> but i'm getting there <laughs> i'm getting there <laughs> you know you you spoke of how close the raiders team is and I'll never forget the year we won the Super Bowl. Coach Mike McCarthy told us this is the closest team that he's ever been around. And he said the most talented teams don't win Super Bowls. The closest teams do. And that's the teams that's yeah. going to go out there. No matter how much money you make, you're going to sell out for your brother. You ain't worried about your stats. You ain't worried about none of this. Nah, exactly. exactly. You know, and, and, I, and I love that. And with that being said, every time you turn on the TV – you hear people say, we need to get a new quarterback, D.C. DC this, D.C. that. You being extremely yeah. close with D.C., <laughs> you being in a huddle with D.C., you being in a locker room with D.C., can you tell not only Fallon, but Raiders. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Not only Fallon, but the Raider Nation, how special D.C. is. Yeah. Uh, I don't don't think people, first of all, I I would say that I don't think people understand how much Gruden truly asks of his quarterbacks. Um, Mm. I'll tell tell people this, when Gruden came, he made me a smarter football player. Why? Because I just had to be to get his offense and get the whole program, the system down. It just, because he's a genius with the way he does certain things, it's like, he just makes you a smarter football player, and he asks mm-hmm. a lot of his quarterbacks. And 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 they and any quarterback quarterback in the NFL is the hardest position to play, mm-hmm. besides running back, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, all with all the pressures and everything, you see DC go out there, and numbers continue to increase. Uh, you saw what he did his second year in Gruden's offense. Uh, he was more calmer, understood uh, situations better, um, and continues to grow. Uh, man, we behind the 100%, man. Everybody on that team believes that he can get it done. Um, and we're just going to continue to add pieces and add guys around around him and around us that uh, we can continue to, to go move forward. Um, D.C., man, he's, I've never seen nobody just be able to put the ball wherever they want to put it. Like, he's crazy accurate. Um, he has got his interceptions down. Uh, and he's, I, I mean, I, I think this year y'all going to see uh, even better DC again he is every year he's been progressing regardless of what y'all see as a team but if you go back and just look at how DC has progressed um it's, it's been really cool to watch and um he's a he's a fun guy to be around in the locker room great guy 
um, always willing, you know, you ask some questions and, um, you know, that's my guy, man. You know, we back there talking third down and, you know, I got to watch his back. So, um, we have, we have a lot of fun out there and I'm, I'm excited for what we got going this year with DC, man. With that said, well, one, James, stop moving. You know you're on the same audio channel as him. Lord Jesus. You know I got ADD, man. I can't Uh, just sit still the whole time. I'm going to need you to stop moving (laughs) and making noise. But no, um, Jalen, with that said, were you surprised then that they signed Marcus Mariota? Um, No, I wasn't because the thing is what I've learned two years with this this staff and new GM and um, everything, that they don't look at it as, you know, got bringing guys in to move guys out. Yeah, they want to make everything as competitive as possible to get the best out of all of us. Mm, yeah. Um, the more and more, the more you can make training camp competitive, the more your guys come out prepared, the more they come out confident, uh, and confident in their sales and confident in their ability. Uh, and that's just what they're doing. I feel like when bringing in uh, Mariota. Uh, Again, it's another another switch up type guy. You know, uh, you know, you, you, you hate for it to happen, but you know, people go down sometimes. And um, I remember when um, my rookie year when DC went down, and you know, we had had Connor Cook. We had to go in a, a, a rookie quarterback had to go in and and, and perform to try to win us a um, playoff a game. Playoff game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, to you know to have other switch ups. You know, we still have Deshaun Kaiser on on on. Um, on the roster, you know, Nate Peterman, and then you add Mariota. Um, I just look at it as like they just continuing to add depth at every position. And um, I feel like we're going to see this more and more just around other positions as well. And again, it's not like, you know, this guy, we bringing this guy in just to move, got, you know, put that pressure on you. It's, it's, it's going to be good pressure, positive pressure, but it's really just to make it competitive and get the best out of everybody and see who really is that best player because, that's what they're gonna put out on the field. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know that that's a that's a very good point too. And I always tell Fallon on here that you can never have enough talent on the ball club. So I'm all nah, for if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to win Super Bowls, I'm all for bringing in talent after talent. You know. So with that being said, don't be afraid if the Raiders draft a running back in the first <laughs> round because <laughs> shut up. He, they drafted a running back in the first because, round. No, but but the reason why I say that is because. When I was with the Packers, we drafted Greg Jennings, then we drafted okay. me, then we drafted Jordy. And we're thinking, oh, man, we are good at wide receiver. We got Donald Driver, we got Greg Jennings, we got Jordy, we got James. Then that next year, we drafted Randall Cobb. We're looking like, how many receivers are we going to draft in these top? Oh, so you know my boy E.B. Oh, yeah, E.B. is my dog, E.B. Yeah, that's my dog, man. E.B. He's, what up, Hoss? EB, <laughs> EB coached me for five years in Green Bay, man. EB was my coach in Green Bay for five years. But uh, yeah. no, that's my dog. EB a funny dude, man. But you can never have enough depth. And we were looking when the Packers were drafted. We were like, what in the world are we wasting a pick for on another receiver? But as we all got on the field together, we like, oh, my goodness, look at all this talent we got on the field. These dudes is in trouble. We can't be covered. So you're exactly right. You could never have enough talent at any position. At any position, yeah, you could never any, have enough talent position. to win ball games. So I, I like the strategy. I love the strategy that Gruden and May I got going on because you can never have enough talent. Keep bringing in that talent because if a guy go in get hurt, mm-hmm. another guy step up yeah. and you don't miss a beat. 
Yeah, don't miss a beat. No, I just... And you know what's funny? Because that 2016 season, I always look back and I always say, man, that's the what if season. What if Derek Carr was healthy? How far would the Raiders have gone? I mean, I always think about that. And so when you talk about bringing in a Mariota and upgrading your running back room, basically, in case of an emergency, in case of an injury, you have somebody in there who was a starter before. And so you don't run into that 2016 postseason situation like you did. Yeah, nah, you 100% sure. Facts, because... I mean, it was one point I, we were like, I know, I know, I was like before DC got hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm looking and I'm looking at the Patriots and I'm like, oh yeah, we gonna, we gonna play them. <laughs> I said we gonna, <laughs> yeah. you know, I wasn't even looking at the first round. I was like, oh yeah, we finna go all the way and we gonna play them. But, uh, but yeah, you gotta have that talent. Um, like again, again, like I said, uh, football is 100 percent injury rate. Right? Like, yeah, everybody gets hurt or at one point a year, everybody's out there playing with something that's bothering them but they ain't saying nothing you know mm-hmm. what i mean and and uh again having all that talent we, we always got guys to go to you got guys to lean on especially in the running back room i mean it's it, the the running back has become like a running back by committee you got a few of those bell cows but um you know running back by committee switching it up keeping the guys fresh out there man that that's the way to go well, I do want to talk about you, actually. You are no doubt, you know, the Raiders like to call you their Swiss Army knife, or at least that's what I like to call you. <laughs> and uh, 2018 was, you know, your best year statistically. I remember John Gruden calling you basically the team MVP that year. And then last year, you obviously had to take a back seat to Josh Jacobs, uh, but you were heavily utilized in the passing game. And when you entered the league in 2016, it was, as you mentioned, running back by committee. But now you guys have your feature back in Josh Jacobs. So I want to ask you, you know, what it's been like playing behind him because obviously you're not getting as many touches, but yeah. you're still making the most out of your opportunities. Yeah, it's, it, I'll tell you, this is fun. You know, I ain't, uh, I ain't never been to an NFL game. I've only played in one. So it's fun sometimes, uh, you know, on the side looking at Josh go out there and, and, you know, make people miss and, and be great as he is. Obviously, you know, the story that he has. Mm-hmm. So you, you root for people like that because, you know, all of us have a story. I feel, you know, at the level that we are at, you know, to get to where we are in the NFL, you had to go through something to get there. You had to go through something, something extraneous, something, something unnormal. And um, if you sit in the locker room enough and get to talking, you'll realize that everybody in there got a story. And um, so, you know, I, I root for Josh when he's out there and, um, uh, you know, feed off each other's energy. You know, we work work with each other in practice. Um, may get a couple runs extra. You know, when we were doing that at training camp, you know, go run a little bit extra. And um, he's hungry, man. He, he loves football. He loves to win. He hates to lose. And um, those type of guys I like to be around, guys that really love football. And um, not only did they want to make it to the league, um, because, you know, I've realized that a lot of guys – like dream was to make it to the league and they didn't really think past that. And when they get to the league, it kind of like stops and you kind of try to figure out like why they, why they wavering and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. because they ain't really look past that. And Josh is looking past that. Like he wants to be one of the greats. He wants to be um, considered the, one of the best running backs in the league. And, um, and that's what he's coming for. So, you know, guys like that you root for, and um, I'm going to continue to do the things and, and, and go for the things that I want to obtain as well. And um, everything happens for a reason, you know, uh, I'm there to play my role and, and um, be explosive in my role mm-hmm. and whatever role that is. You know, every year it kind of changes because the teams change. But uh, I love football. So as long as I, I can put my helmet on and I can go out there and run around a couple plays, you know, I'm, I'm happy, man. You know, we spend so much time on this podcast and 
even on all these NFL shows and all that, and all we talk about is GMs and head coaches and all that type stuff and players. But we don't never talk about the little small dudes, the receiver coaches, you know, the running backs coaches yeah. and all that type of stuff. Let's tell the world tell the world how happy you are that you might not have OTAs and you might not have a little no hold on, hold on, hold on. and you might not have a little bit of training camp because Edgar Bennett keeps you in these meetings for 32 hours a day. Hey, and yeah, now- yeah, no, the, wide the wide receivers always talk to me about EB. So I, my running back coach is Kirby, Kirby, and we can hear EB down the hall. <laughs> Having them boys. Hey, did EB put y'all on the board like he do, does? That's hey, what he does with the guys. Every, like every everybody single got, day. Everybody has to get on the board. Everybody yeah. has to get on the board. Every single day you got to get on the board. He's going to ask you questions. You got to draw plays on your assignment, all, all that, that stuff. All that. <laughs> Man, I'm talking about they be in there. They be in the. Um, they come to the meeting room and they in there stressing. Like they drawing their plays down yeah. on their papers and stuff. Cause they gotta, cause they gotta turn them in to EB. And oh, EB like, hilarious. okay, let's see who got the highest grade this week. You know what, what I mean? And what? he makes it competitive and fun, man. EB is a good coach, bro. He is. Good man. guy, too. But it's hilarious. I always just tell EB, especially in OTAs, you know, especially when you've been in the same office for so long, and he, it's OTA, yeah. so it's install one. you like, I've been doing this for six years. Yeah. EB has us in there for 32 hours asking us the same questions. we like, EB, at least keep the rookies in here. Let us go home. He like, no, nah, Hoss. We, <laughs> we got to stay nah, here. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, best but best believe best believe the coaches a couple of the coaches probably is a little happy too about they ain't got to come to OTA they probably got a, <laughs> a little bit of work they workload probably went down but I'm pretty sure a couple of them like yeah I get to spend a little time at home and mm-hmm. you know but it's it's gonna be everything gonna move fast though when we get back but they're gonna be trying to get us I know it that's the only thing I kind of hate about this is that they're gonna try to really make up for the time lost when we get back but I think as long as we keep it simple. We'll be all right. Well, you know, yesterday, Mike Mayock actually said you guys will start your virtual off-season program on April 27th. So I feel like those meetings are still going to be long because they're going to be via Zoom. But you guys are still going to have like that classroom style of learning, right? Obviously, it's going to be big for the rookies and the free agents to get acclimated to the playbook um, and all that other good stuff. But like, yes, okay, there's not going to be OTAs, uh, mandatory meeting camp, etc. But do you think, you know, as long as training camp starts on time that... Y'all will be good to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe everything will be be good to go. Uh, especially guys that have been there like, you know, I'm two years. I'm going to be three years in Gruden's system. So um, the offense, I, it'll be quick for me to pick back up. Josh, uh, second year in, he'll be more comfortable. It should, like everyone on the team that was last year, things should start clicking. Um, obviously, like you said, it's going to be the new guys that uh, that's really going to be the issue coming up. With you know how fast we can get them intuitive or any questions they got and uh, just getting them ready for training camp, but uh, I don't see no problem with uh, you know former guys, guys coming in, especially vet guys. Even if we get a veteran guy in, um, you know they 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 a vet for a reason. They know they got to come in. They know they got to study. Know their job. Know their assignment when they come in and 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 be ready when when they name called on. Or you know in this league you can be there two weeks and then a week later you cut. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I just pray that we get the guys that come in that um, that are ready and want to be ready. I know you were close with DeAndre Washington. You guys entered the league together. You guys fought to make the roster together. What are your thoughts about him staying in the division 
and playing for your division rivals, the freaking Chiefs. Uh, Lord. I kind of, I ain't going to lie, I kind of had like a little thought about that because, you know, he played with Pat back yeah. in um college. But, uh, yeah, that's my that's my boy, D. Watch, man. We came in together, uh, worked hard, uh, fed off each other while we were out there, uh, bounced stuff, questions, and, and different ways of running and, and, and um, our whole time there. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best, man. I hate that he going over to KC though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I'll get to I'll get to see him across the field and play against him. Um, I'm 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 kind of going on my fifth year in. I'm starting to see that now, like you know, because the team has you know dispersed since 2016, and uh, a lot of the guys that I played with then I'm playing against now. So now it's kind of like it's becoming more like back when you were younger, like at my first two years in the league, you don't really know nobody. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, you're playing against them, but you don't really, you're not familiar. You might, might not have really been out and about, bumped into these guys. And like now five years in, like I'm out there having conversations with guys like, yeah, bro, I'm going to do this, do that. You know, uh, it's becoming more of like a little league type thing. Like, you know, oh yeah, this your boy. You you know, you got to perform against him or he going to talk trash to you. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he going to talk, he going to talk trash to you for like a whole month and call you on the phone and stuff. So like, that's how, that's how I feel like, you know, with my guys and guys that I came into the league with, when guys start moving around and stuff, you know, I kind of look forward to playing against these guys now, playing against some guys that, you know, I could, I could be like, give them that look like, you know, what's up, bro. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when when everybody looks at that division, they say, man, this is the Chiefs division. You know, the Chiefs got Patrick Mahomes. They got Andy Reid. They got Tyree Kill. They got Sammy Watkins. They got Damian Williams. They got everything they need to go on to have this great, great, great. Stop coughing, Fallon. To have this great, <laughs> to have this great dynasty. What do you guys got to do to stop that, man, and win this division? Um... I mean, I think I think what you got to do is, you know, our division has been pretty tough since I've been in the, been in the league. Like, I mean, it can be up and down. Anybody can get beat any day. You know, you got Denver, you got Chargers, and you got KC, and obviously they turn into wanting to be, you know, the little dynasty or whatever like that. Uh, for them, you just gotta you just gotta limit the explosive plays. Uh, they crazy explosive. You got all types of weapons. And they do best when um, Patrick Mahomes gets out the pocket and is and is mobile because mm-hmm. he can do what he does, which is create create plays and and just make big plays. He can throw it from anywhere on the field. Um, I, I think to to beat them, I think you you got to contain Patrick Mahomes and just push the pocket. You got to collapse it and you got to not let him get out the pocket. Collapse the pocket. You got to stop the run. Damian Williams had a bounce back year. Mm-hmm. Came in strong. I, did, did, did he get? In, didn't he get in, MVP of the Super Bowl? Pat, no, Pat did. did. Pat did. Pat did. Yeah, Pat did. But shoot, you could almost argue Damian. Yeah, you know, I'm, you, I'm yep. biased because of running back. One hundred percent. Argue that. Yep. You got. You can argue that Damian could almost it was a runner up behind Pat on um, MVP of the game. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you stop that run, you collapse the pocket and keep Pat in, and then uh, I, I, I say, shoot, you put somebody over the top of Tyreek and underneath. <laughs> and then just rock out like that and just man up on Hardman and um, and, and get you somebody to man up on, on Kelsey, which that's hard, too. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey, arguably, one of the better tight ends to ever play the game, but uh, yeah, they, they got a lot of weapons, but uh, you got to do all that and then outscore them because they, they're probably going to score. 
but you got to yeah. come in there and, and, and put up points against them for sure. You got to put that pressure on them. You got to score points against Casey. Well, with that said, I'm sure you're pumped then with the moves that the Raiders made in free agency, filling some some major needs and major holes on on the defense, especially that front seven and and especially the middle of the field with uh, some of the linebackers that they got. Yeah, 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 man. Littleton, um, sure tackler. Uh, you know that's what you got to do. Even when these guys get the ball, you got to stop that 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 yak that that yards after the catch. You know, um, you got to get them down as soon as they catch the ball, and that's how you. That's that bend don't break mentality, you know. Uh, and 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 Casey does a good with yak and that yards after the catch and explosives. So um, hopefully we, you know, Littleton, I believe, yeah, he's a fast guy and fast at linebacker and athletic. And um, I know he's excited to run sideline to sideline and make some plays, man. I saw him make some plays with Rams. Uh, we um, practiced against them in training camp. Had like two uh, practices with them last year. So I got to see him um, really in his grind mode. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited, man. They Again, they keep bringing in more talent, more talent to make it more competitive. And, and I really mess with it. So I actually have a couple more questions for you. But my guy, James Jones, has to head out. This is what Jay be doing to me I gotta go. every single week. Uh, so say bye to Jalen. Hey. Hey, when I meet you too, dog team, I I properly introduce myself to you, man, because you always moving. But I'm dog team, man. Zy Gamma, some old five, man. Folk Club, San Jose State. Oh, okay, dog. Spook dog, do dog. Spree fifteen, great and new later, dog. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'll holla at okay, you when I see bro. you, bro. Yes, nah, sir. So, dog, gotta get with me. Yeah. You already know it. Okay, so both of you are cues. Oh lord. You already Jesus. know it. All right, yeah, come on, yeah. Oh, <laughs> lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye, JJ. Thanks for playing me. All right, Doc. Okay, a couple more things for you. Obviously, the Raiders have seven picks in this year's draft. Maybe they'll, you know, collect some more if they do some trading back, et cetera. You have two in the first round. We know that the offense is missing one thing, and that is a number one receiver. Yeah. Now, Mayock yesterday, he played coy. He said, you know, you could get a wide receiver one in the third round. I mean— Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe so, but uh, no. They better use one of their freaking first-round picks on a wide receiver, okay? That's all I have to say. James was like, he wants them to use uh, their first two picks, 12 and 19, on a wide receiver. I mean, on two wide receivers. He says, give me my Ferrari. That's what he always says. Mm-hmm. So he wants two wide receivers in the first round. I don't see that happening. But with that said, which wide receiver do you think would be the best fit between C.D. Lamb Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. And I will say this, Trent Brown all the time is like, give me CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> he says mm-hmm. it on Twitter all the time. He wants him some CeeDee Lamb. So <laughs> just just wondering, I don't know how much you watch college tape or college ball, yeah. but if you've seen these guys on film and, and who do you think is the top receiver in this draft? It's very hard. It's so deep this year at wide receiver. Uh, I mean, Ruggs, you got the speed, top end. You got Jerry Judy, who's I mean, a route runner, and then you got C.D. Lamb, who got probably everything plus the physical attribute mm-hmm. of just yeah. being like. And when I look, when you when you look at C.D. Lamb, you always you almost to me he, he kind of reminds me a little bit of like a baby Julio. Yeah, I think that's actually what James said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a like a like a baby Julio. So um, I'm torn between Judy and him though, because. Mm. I mean, you get Judy in a matchup in the slot with somebody on like an option route or something, and he's just going to toast them. And C.D. Lamb could do the same thing. Um, I feel like you can't go wrong with either or. Yeah. 
But if I had to pick, but if I had to pick one, mm, I'm going. <sighs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Jerry Judy. Ah! I'm gonna go, Jerry Judy. I think he drops too many passes. He dropped a lot of passes in college, in the middle of the field. He did. Yeah, he did. But but here's the thing. He is a great route runner, and I actually think he would fit in the Raiders' system a lot more. You know, Gruden wants a guy who could play every position. Yeah. Now, honestly, I'm a huge fan of CD because of his yak ability, <laughs> yards after the catch ability. Yeah. But Jerry Judy, I feel, might be. The smarter choice, I guess, the more yeah, um, yeah, like like he could he could play everything. Jerry Judy, I feel, is the safest choice for the Raiders, in yeah. my opinion, just because of how John Gruden's system is, and he wants you to be able to play every single position on that field. And being a polished route runner that he is, I think uh, that's like a big mm-hmm. attribute that that uh, Gruden likes. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I'll be so pissed if they don't use one of the first round picks on a wide receiver. I do not see that happening. But me and James are like, James said, I'm going to throw my freaking computer or television screen wherever I'm watching it if they don't pick a wide receiver in the first round. That's all you guys are missing, honestly. Like with Antonio Brown, that whole drama from last year, no one realizes, well, I guess some people do, but they want to always make an excuse and blame everything on Derek Carr. But I don't think people realize how much that changed your guys' offense. Because you guys really, I feel, centered your preparation heading into the season around having an Antonio Brown who could take the top off the defenses, correct? Yeah, exactly. And obviously that didn't work out. So y'all need a number one receiver. Hopefully that, that does happen in the, um, in the draft. Uh, yeah, they're going to do, gonna do some cool things. Everybody gonna be surprised. Oh, so you know some stuff that we don't know? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. <laughs> I think Mayock has the upper hand here because he did it a virtual draft, sort of in a way, for the last you know what 20 years before he became the Raiders GM. Because now you know you don't have uh, verified physicals, verified 40 times all this stuff you can't do because you have to do everything virtual. So now you have to go based on your preparation and your your trust in, in yourself as an evaluator yeah and i feel mike mayock has the upper hand and he feels comfortable doing it this way he even said it yesterday how comfortable he is yeah because he's been evaluating his whole career exactly <laughs> uh but don't you think it's gonna be weird with him and gruden not in the same room um i mean i don't think so i think uh shoot when i when i go see coach upstairs he's usually in the room by himself all the time watching films so. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think they, I think they're gonna be fine. Um, you know, they got a good relationship. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll be on the phone with each other, um, and 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 probably, uh, you know, just 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 keeping that line open between both of them. So, uh, I think they'll do fine with this process going forward. They both know what each other wants, and I'm pretty sure they explain that amongst each other. And uh, I mean, Mayock is there to, to, to back Gruden, and Gruden's there to back Mayock. You know, they work together, and um, I think they do, they're going to do a great job this upcoming draft. Last thing, you know, because this is a 100% virtual draft, obviously this is unprecedented. It's going to be crazy. I think a lot of people are going to watch that usually don't watch just to see <laughs> if everything goes smoothly because yeah. it's going to be really <laughs> insane. But let's be honest, if this was 2016, the mm-hmm. year you were coming in, um, and you basically had a whole virtual offseason program. You can't bring in tryout guys. I think it's safe to say there wouldn't be a Jalen Richard on this Raiders roster because a lot of guys this year are not going to get a shot. That should get a shot. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was really. Um, that was something that kind of was brought to mind to me because 
I was like, a lot of guys, the situation going on, a lot of guys are going to get drafted that shouldn't get drafted, and a lot of guys that should get an extra shot won't get their extra shot. And granted, you know, everything happens for a reason. So to me, it's almost like, well, I guess it wasn't meant for those guys this year because this happened, and, you know, the man upstairs always has the plan. So, uh, but, but that definitely kind of, like, downed me a little. I was like, dang, like, ain't going to be nobody that just, like, wasn't supposed to, you know what I mean? Like, wasn't supposed to make it, wasn't supposed to do all this and that, and they get through and get their shot uh, because we just ain't got the evaluation period. So, again, I, I feel like it's going to be some guys that re- really shouldn't probably get drafted or shouldn't get their shot but are going to get their shot because, obviously, other guys won't be able to get their shot because they won't be able to get evaluated. And it makes just the pool a little smaller and makes it a little bit harder to go search for those guys like that. But I feel like the teams that are able to do that, the teams that have the scouts that are willing to put in that extra work right now because uh, it's not easy, easy, easily accessible to to get to those films, to get those pro days, to do the extra work on these uh, D1 mid-majors or D2 guys that uh, are worthy of a shot in the NFL, uh, I feel like those teams are going to be the ones that do good this year because they did their due diligence the right way and didn't just, you know, let this be a hindrance. Yeah, and this is when the scouts actually really make their money. It's not like the top prospects, you know, first, second, third rounders, yeah. that you you got film on them. You got combine footage. You got film for the last yeah. three years in college. It's like mm-hmm. those guys you don't got film on where the scouts, you know, you, you hit a home run in the fifth round, you know, or even uh, yeah. in free agency like yourself. I mean, think about it. You were a tryout guy, correct? Yeah, child. I had a flight in and a flight out, <laughs> but I stayed. They, they ain't fly me out. They told me stay. <laughs> is, is, isn't that crazy when you think about it? And then that that's why I brought it up. I'm like, there's not going to be guys like you that, yeah. that get chances like you got, you know, this year. Yeah. You know, it's pretty disheartening in my opinion, but crazy to think how far you've come, Jalen, mm-hmm. when you were a tryout guy. Just try to make the freaking roster. Mm-hmm. Just trying to make the roster, man. Uh, I, I think about that every day, you know, um, just blessed. And I just, I keep that as a chip on my shoulder, like I always have. Like, I'm just going to work. I'm just going to worry about football and just kind of like let everything else take its course. Um, I had an opportunity. I was really mad I didn't get drafted. My dad and my um, father-in-law kind of talked me down because I was like really <laughs> hot and I didn't get drafted and, um, you know, talked me down. And, and then I was really hot because the Raiders was the only team that wanted to give me a shot. And they was like, man, what you hot for? Like, that's an opportunity. That's a shot. Like, you only need one. Like, I'm like, but I'm like, dang, but they the only ones. So <laughs> I go down there and I'm like, and I'm like, man, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play ball. You know, I'm just gonna play ball and whatever happens, happens. And um, been there for five years now, and hopefully, you know, finish my career Raider. But man, you just, you just can't take things for granted. Any opportunity you got, I would tell any guys coming up in the draft, like. Whether you draft it or not, man, when you get that opportunity, just be ready for it and go out there and just believe in yourself and have confidence in your ability. And, you know, the man upstairs is going to take care of the rest. You just do what you need to do. Yeah, no doubt about that. And I lied, but I'm going to wrap up with this. Um, you have played your entire career in Oakland. So is it bittersweet to be making the move to Las Vegas? Um, It is bittersweet. Because, you know, I'm really, um, it was a lot of things in Oakland that reminded me back of Louisiana, you know, the Bay Area. Um, it's, it's different out there, you know. Uh, 
I was blessed to, you know, that was my first time ever going to California when I went out there for my trial. Mm-hmm. I had never been, I had never been to California before. And to see those people, how, how, how open is, how much fun they have. I mean, I know it's illegal, but those side shows are live. Ain't them things clean, though? Like they, just, <laughs> yes. they be just, like, whipping the cars in the street and stuff. Like, man, that's fair. Like, we, you know, we don't do that in the South. We, like, they might line up and just slab it all out. Like, like old school candy, candy painted with the swingers on. And we might, like, just swing through the street. But we ain't, we ain't getting out on the highway and, like, making a circle in cars. Like, this is some other stuff. Like, I was like, man, they having fun out here. And then, you know... Uh, and then, you know, I meet Marshawn and I really get to like somewhat, you know what I'm saying? Meet like some Oakland people like, and mm-hmm. bro, they, man, they so kind out there, you know, it's the same way, like, like Louisiana and kind of anywhere else. Like, it's like, we all fun and games just don't mess with us. You know, like we'll have fun and, and they cool people down to earth, man. I, I'm, I'm a miss Oakland. I'm a miss riding from, you know, Dublin to to, to Alameda and then when I lived in Walnut Creek I lived in Walnut Creek for like two years and I was Walnut Creek to Alameda I'm gonna I'm miss those drives seeing that scenery to all that green you know we ain't got that in Louisiana or like anywhere else I had seen I hadn't seen nothing like that I was uh, that I, I would say that kind of made me even more motivated I was like I can't go back yeah, <laughs> I got facts. to California I was like I seen this I was like I can't go back you know but um, but at the same token, too, you know, uh, going to Vegas is zero state tax and the cost of living cheaper. So Sucks. I'm excited about that as well. <laughs> and I'm sure you're excited about the state of the art practice facility and the beautiful, uh, nearly two yeah. billion dollar stadium, especially after realizing, you, you know, you went to Southern Miss, obviously you went to a smaller school and then you go yeah. to to, you know, Alameda and you're like, oh, this is what it's like to be in the NFL. I've yeah. heard from so many people who are like, these facilities are trash for a professional. Team. Not yet for everybody. <laughs> exactly. And then you go to like other stadiums and you're like, oh, my God, look at their facilities. And I'm sure yeah. you've been like, when are we going to have nice things? When are we going to have nice things? So No, nah, nah, to be honest with you, I, I ain't really been like that because, like, my whole life has been like that. Like, the Raiders facility was the best I didn't have my whole life. But <laughs> people coming in from other teams and telling me, that this is trash. So I <laughs> I really never took I really never took it for granted. Like I you know, I I enjoyed it. I mean I understood that okay, yeah, it's probably something better, but at the like this is the best I didn't have. Like at Southern yeah. Miss when I left is when they redid everything. So now mm. we have some nice stuff. But like when I was there it was kinda of basic and chill. And then in college, I mean in high school we we didn't have nothing. The floors was cracked and stuff like that. So like yeah, like this was so like I'm, but that but I'm really excited for Vegas though, cause now I'm talking about I can go. I don't even know do the jacuzzi got lights in and stuff like you know what I'm saying. The cold <laughs> tub probably probably could change the LED lights or whatever. Yes. Like my locker probably got a TV in it or something. You know yep. I'm ready for that. Yes. That's what I'm ready for. Yeah, I know you guys. Your mind is gonna be blown. So I hope like and this COVID nineteen yeah. stuff doesn't slow down construction completely. Uh, I really hope you guys get to get in there this year. Um, and I, I'm from the Bay Area, and I grew up a Raiders fan. Um, I'm born and raised in San Jose, and so I was super bummed that you guys are moving to Vegas. But at the same time, I was super pumped because I don't know if you know this, but my grandfather was the head superintendent on the Oakland Coliseum back in the '60s. Oh. So he basically b- built the Coliseum, and on his tombstone, mm. I say this, my my, uh, my listeners already know this, but on his tombstone, it literally has. 
and says, the man who built the Oakland Coliseum. Damn. So that was like a place near and dear to me. But I realized it's very old. You guys deserved a new a new stadium. And also, you guys, I feel, just deserve a fresh start. Yeah. So I think this is going to be great for, for the franchise. Yeah, I think I, I can't wait to get off the dirt and then and get on something something nice and soft. <laughs> oh, I know. That's what that's what uh, James says. He always jokes with the players. He's like, aren't you so excited you ain't going to be playing on that baseball field? Because that thing hurts. Man, it hurts. It eats through anything. Pads, shoulder pads, <laughs> jersey. I mean, if you if it, if, it, if any dirt touches any anything, it's ate up. That's it's hilarious. Up. That's hilarious. Well, I really appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much. And good luck this season. I can't wait to see what, what kind of damage y'all do this season. Yes, yes. Good luck out there in Mizzou, too. And um, um, blessings and prayers for you with the new baby and everything. Um, thank you. You know, everything's going to be fine. So just relax. I know my wife was stressing a little bit having a baby during this time, but uh, I know your husband's got your back. So Thank you. You're awesome. And good luck this season, man. I can't wait to see you kill it. Yes, thanks so much. Nice talking to you, Fallon. All right, I'll talk to you later. All good. Thank you. Bye. That was Raiders running back Jalen Richard. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. If you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. Till next time, I'm Fallon, and I'm out.